Welcome to the BBSI Entrepreneurs Podcast, the show where we talk about the challenges business owners face every day. We'll share the insights and tools you need to define your business strategy, better manage your teams, and mitigate any risks standing in the way of your success. I'm your host, Lauren Gelfand, Director of Marketing and Communications at BBSI. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we're talking with Joe Guerra, a risk consultant out of our Long Beach branch. And today we'll be talking about incident response. What needs to happen after a workplace incident? Joe, welcome to the show. You've been in the HR and specifically in the risk and safety field for a long time. So tell us a little bit about your background. First of all, I'm glad to be here. My name is Joe Guerra. I'm the risk consultant here for BBSI Long Beach. I've been with BBSI for seven and a half years. And yes, as mentioned, uh, my previous background was in the HR field and I'm also doing risk uh, mitigation. So I've been doing this for the uh, past 15 plus years. So I'm one of the risk consultants here at BBSI, where I partner with a lot of our clients in helping them mitigate injuries and other types of issues that can go on at their company sites. Well, thanks, Joe. I think we'll jump right into our topic today, which is incident response, what needs to happen after a workplace incident occurs. I think that you have an invaluable role for any business owner, and especially, you know, we work with a lot of small and medium-sized business owners that may not have well-defined safety practices, may not have well-defined policies and procedures, and our number one goal is to help them mitigate that risk. We work with a lot of manufacturing businesses, processing businesses, agricultural industries that have a high risk oftentimes out on the job site. And I really want to talk today about what do you do when an incident happens? What are the best practices that you should have in place to prevent those accidents? And then what happens when those occur? What are the next steps that you can take to make changes so that they don't occur in the future? So I think a good place to start would just be, what is an incident response plan? When a client has an injury or even a near miss, a near miss is any incident that can lead into an injury. The plan has to have a structure. So when an injury happens, who does that employee report it to first, right? So for example, I mean, we might be at a warehouse, right? And if there's oil on the floor from the forklifts leaking, then there's two issues going on there, right? We have a faulty forklift and then we have a slip, trip and fall. So what we want to do is we want to prevent any injuries from people falling. And of course, we want to also prevent the uh, forklift from continuing from malfunctioning. And if it malfunctions, we don't want it to cause any damage to the property, but of course, to any person. So we assist all of our clients in, in looking at those near misses or possible near misses that can happen at their sites. And then the, we help them fill out this incident report where we're going to ask questions as far as, you know, what's, you know, what is the actual uh, near miss? How is it that it can cause an injury? And what is the potential to prevent an injury from happening? I think that's so important to keep making sure that all of the employees go home safe every night, back to their families, their loved ones, and making sure that they're excited to come to work and not afraid of what might happen that day. So what what are some things that would be in, included in an incident response plan? There's several things that can be included in that plan. It's what's the potential injury that can happen, what's the risk, and what can we do to prevent it? So when we talk about PPE, right, personal protective equipment, that's usually the last resort. So we're going to try to look at other controls. So we're going to look at the administration. We're going to look at engineering controls where we're going to see, is there a way to prevent an injury from happening by either bringing in a new process? Is it a new machine? Is it a new tool? And then if we look at administrative, you know, 
hey, have we done the proper training? Has everybody been trained on the programs or on that specific machine to make sure that the employee knows how to operate that machine safely? Then the plan also got to say, all right, supervisor, someone just reported an injury to you. Here's the next step. So it's got to be a detailed program as far as what to do when an injury happens, what to do if there's a near miss, what to do if it's a life-threatening. So it's got to be a plan because if management's not around, you know, upper management's not around, it could be a second shift, it could be a third shift, and employees don't know what to do, then it can get out of hand. You mentioned a great thing. It's making sure that people go home at the end of the day. That's one of the things that I make sure that every time I do a training with our clients and I speak to their employees, I always ask the question, who's waiting for you at home? at the end of the shift or at the end of the day, how are you gonna make sure that you get back to those people? And it's always making sure that they perform the work safely, right? Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to mitigate any risks, any injuries from happening. But like you mentioned, we wanna make sure that they go back home whole, right? They're not going home in crutches or an eye patch on or something, right? We wanna make sure that the way they left their home that morning, that's the way they go home. I think that's extremely important. I know that I've worked in a lot of production environments in my career for a number of different industries and a safe work environment helps people be more productive. It helps them be happier. It helps them be more excited when they actually come to work. So thinking about all that, what are some of the steps that both managers and then the employees can take if an unforeseen incident does occur? So let's say something happens on the job site. I think it's important for everybody to know sort of what their roles are. So what is that first step and what are the following steps they should take when something happens? Well, I think the first step is if it's an injury, if it's a near miss, it's to attend to that right away, right? And making sure that if it is an injury, we want to make sure that the employee is feeling that they're being cared for. That supervisor manager should always be by that employee just to make sure what happened. Hey, are you okay? That should be the first question is, hey, are you okay? We understand that for life-threatening uh, events, we need to call 911. We're going to go ahead and call 911. We're not, not going to start asking the questions right there and then, right? We're going to want to make sure that that employee gets the proper medical attention right off the bat. We want to make sure that that person, like I said earlier, that the person feels that he's being cared for, that we as the company and even us here at BBSI, that we show him that we care. We're sorry that this happened to you, but you know we want to make sure that we're going to take care of you and that we're going to get you the proper medical treatment that you need. So you've checked in with the employee, you've assessed their injury, finding out if they need to receive proper medical attention or if it's something that a first aid kit could take care of, or maybe just sitting down in the shade and drinking some water if it was maybe, a, you know, you're looking at heat stroke and, and things like that for employees working outside. So once you've attended to them, what are the next steps that you would take, say, as a manager? Do you document? Are you looking at how do you prevent that in the future? What are some of those things that the manager should be thinking about? The other thing, too, that we do here at BBSI, we offer all of our clients a nurse triage, what we call Corvell 24-7. So if it's non-life-threatening, the first step is checking in with the employee. Hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And then the next step is we're going to have you call this nurse triage where they're going to go ahead and assess, and they're going to help us to determine if the employee needs to be seen at a doctor's site or if it's something that the employee can self-treat and, and care for that injury. Once they self-treat or see a doctor, we want to start asking questions. Hey, how did the injury happen? What were you doing prior? And we want to start asking all the questions to determine, was it a machine issue? The employee, was he not wearing the proper PPE? We're trying to find the root cause of that, either that injury or that potential injury, right? What was the root cause? You know, your kid has to have, you know, your accident investigation forms, you know, the workers' comp forms, the forms that the employee needs to fill out. You also want to make sure that the employee fills in and gives you a story about how that injury happened. 
right? I've seen the injury reports that says I hurt my back, but it doesn't tell me how the employee hurt his back or what was he doing when he hurt his back. So one of the things that we also do here at BBSI is we coach our, our supervisors or we coach management on how to complete an accident investigation form. Because what that accident investigation form is going to tell us the date, the time, you know, where that injury happened, what was the employee doing? And at the end, we need to come up with a solution on how are we going to prevent that injury from happening again? Was it a condition of the company or was it an unsafe act, right? So we also want to know those two. Those are going to be two important key factors. Was it an unsafe act or was it because of the condition, right? The machine wasn't working properly or did the employee just stick his hand in the machine when, it, it, when he shouldn't have, right? That's an unsafe act. We always recommend to our clients that they take pictures of the location of where that injury happened because we wanna see where the injury happened, was there other people around? If it's a machine, we wanna see what part of the machine malfunctioned. If there was stuff on the floor, we wanna see what was around them. Whatever it is, you just gotta know how the injury happened, why it happened, and what are we going to do to prevent that from happening? And that's also important because it's going to show the employee that and other employees that you do care and that you want to mitigate and prevent you know, injuries from happening. For example, I, I had a client that they were having a lot of falls from ladders. And when I went out to the job site, I want to start off with the ladder first. Are the ladders in good condition? How old are the ladders? You know, when was the last time they were inspected? Well, I noticed that the ladders, they were used for a good while. You can also tell that the color was fading. So that means that they were being left out in the sun. And the other thing too, is that there was no inspections being done on the ladders. Some of them were defective. Some of them just looked in bad shape. So what we had recommended to the client, listen, Mr. Client, here's what I would recommend. You're having all these injuries from falls from ladders. What I would recommend is probably buy brand new ladders, buy everybody a brand new ladder. But we're also going to come in and we're going to train your employees on how to use the ladder properly, how to inspect the ladder properly. And when we talk about how to use the ladder, we're going to show them how to climb, making sure that they use the three points of contact, making sure that the ladder is set properly. Right. And then, of course, that inspection every day or every time you use that ladder, you need to inspect that ladder because you would never know what, what can happen. There's times that we buy stuff from a store and it can be defective. Right. And it might take time to notice a defect, but we should be inspecting our equipment just to make sure that it's it's working properly and it's the right type of ladder for what we need to do. Joe, how often do you find that the teams haven't been trained properly and you're bringing them new information that they never really thought of? Because I think often business owners, they're going to jump in to a business because they're passionate about something and they've been doing it maybe themselves for a while. But in terms of teaching others, explaining proper safety protocol, using best practices may not be something that's on the front of their mind. You know, I, I've noticed that uh, there's a lot of clients that, that don't have training um, available for their employees. And sometimes when we even ask the employee, well, when was the last time you were trained on how to use a ladder? They're like, uh, well, I know how to use a ladder. I'm like, I know, I know, right? Everybody knows how to use a ladder. But when was the last time you were actually shown how to use it properly? And a lot of the times we'll find out that they've never received training or it's been a long time since they've done a ladder training. So it, it just depends because there's some clients that, that we work with that do provide training right away. And there's some clients that, okay, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. And that's where we come in. We'll come in and recommend, hey, well, you know what? We can come in and do the training for you because we know here at BBSI, working with different clients, we know that number one is productivity. We have, they have machines to run, they have product to run, they have a building to build, right? But we can come in and, and help them and assist them with a type of training like 
ladder safety. So we want to make sure that we also discuss with the clients what's the benefit from the trainings, why it's good to train your employees. Because again, we want to make sure that we're avoiding any injuries from happening. We want to make sure that employees are using the ladders properly or the equipment properly, right? That they're not taking the shortcuts. We want to also let them know what's what are the potential issues that can happen when you use equipment improperly. We have found out that some clients don't do this because it's something that they don't think about. It's something that they don't have time about. But once you start opening up, you know, and you start um, talking with clients and recommending and why we recommend doing the training, then it's an eye opener, especially when we have to tell a client, well, guess what? You know, you haven't done any type of training and you just had an injury where Cal OSHA is going to get involved. That's where the issues start, because with Cal OSHA, they're going to start having fun with you because what we I always tell clients that guess what? You didn't do any trainings. They're just going to start breaking out with the citations because you weren't doing any type of training. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you to make sure that we mitigate any type of risk for you. Joe, I'm sure that you've seen your uh, wide variety of incidents across all the industries that you work with. What are some common ones that you see on a regular basis? I see a lot of back injuries from people lifting improperly, people not using the equipment, you know, dollies, um, carts, pallet jacks. I've seen slip trips and falls from people either not paying attention where they're walking or, you know, walking through a muddy area and they slip. Unfortunately, you know, I, I, in my life, I have seen, you know, say amputations because people did not follow the process. People decided to take that risk and, and do a shortcut. For example, man, I know this one lady at a company where she went to work at 6 a.m. with 10 fingers. And at 10.30, we were getting the call that she just had an injury and um, she's off to the hospital. And unfortunately, she's now going to have two fingers amputated. And that's because we do see people do, trying to do shortcuts and not paying attention to the job, you know, especially when the off button is right in front of them, but they're like, ah, it's not gonna, nothing's going to happen to me, right? Because it's complacency or they've been doing it for a long time. So they decide just to go ahead and take this risk and let me put my hand in, in this part of the machine while it's running. And then this happens. Other types of injuries that I've seen are falls, falls from ladders, falls from truck drivers because they're not using the three points of contact. I would say that those have been the majority of the injuries that I have seen. And what about success stories? I'm sure that you've had your share of uh, business owners you've worked with who really didn't have a plan and came out on the other side as a shining example. Do you have any of those that you want to share with us? I do. We have a client. It's a glass fabrication company. Unfortunately, they had a fatality. Prior to the fatality happening, they didn't have really much processes in place. They didn't have the right people on board. And what I mean by that is that I, I felt that the um, company needed to have a, you know, a safety person on board full time just because of the growth of the company and the number of employees. They needed that person. Unfortunately, when this fatality happened, I got to say that it, it took the owner to have this fatality to happen to wake up. So the business unit, you know, um, we went in, we here's from an HR standpoint, Here's what we need you to do from an HR st standpoint. And then from a risk point of view, this is what we need, we need you to do. So from that point, what they did is that they took all of our recommendations. They ended up hiring an HR person. They ended up hiring a plant manager. They hired a safety person. And they also had a safety coordinator. In conjunction with those two people, I was working with them to do monthly trainings to prevent injuries from happening. Even though this was a freaky accident, the way that this injury happened and this fatality happened, but we still wanted to talk to, to them to tell them, hey, you know what? This can happen at any time because it 
Granted, it happened off-site, but it could happen here because people are carrying glass. People are moving glass. So we want to make sure that when what we did is we, we made sure that when we went in there, we did the proper training that they needed. We made sure that they started documenting the training that they needed because unfortunately, yes, they were fine. But the good thing is that they weren't fine the high number that we thought they were going to be fine because we started showing good faith by here's the trainings that we've done immediately. Here's what we're doing. Here's our um, updated injury and illness prevention program. Here's our lifting program. I think you, you hit on a point, the fines, because I can imagine some of our business owners listening are thinking, man, they went and they hired all these extra people and that's such a significant cost. But I think when you think about the long-term effects of having a high number of incidents that can affect your X mod or even having a fatality, it affects all your claims costs. In the long run, hiring those folks and focusing on safety is going to save that company, that business owner in the long run, correct? It does. It, you know what? And that's not the only thing that affects. It also affects the reputation of a company because there's companies that do go on to the OSHA establishment search and they look up to see if the you know they'll put in a name of the company that they're going to work with cuz I know I do when I bring, when I bring in a I'm looking at a prospect I go into the OSHA establishment search just to see if they've ever been visited by Cal OSHA. Right. Yes, you mentioned it, right? It does affect their XMOD. It does affect the premiums. It does affect um, the company. It does affect morale because if employees start seeing that they don't care then of course, am I gonna to wanna to work there? I probably won't wanna work there. It's also gonna hurt their production because now if they don't have people that wanna work there, then how are they gonna get their product out? Any type of injury, God forbid, a fatality, anything like that, it affects the company in, in a lot of ways, right? And, and that's what we're here for. We're here to make sure that we can help that client to be successful. We don't wanna see a company go out of business. And litigation, because that's the other thing. Clients don't understand. Probably clients just think, oh, it's just the litigation, you know, it's all the work comp. But one of the things that we also tell clients is, listen, yes, they're going to go for workers' comp. They're going to see you under the workers' comp. But the other thing, too, is that clients don't understand that, well, what happens if they do a serious and willful on me, right? Hey, you knew that this injury happened and you didn't do anything to prevent it. Attorneys want to see that and they like that because that's where they know that they're going to make their money right and then they're just going to start adding stuff to it too well there was no training there you guys didn't do this you know the employee wasn't provided the right tool and and that's what i help our clients understand that from the beginning there's so much extra that goes into just maintaining that safe workplace and then I think a lot of owners don't think about all those long-term effects, right? They're going, I need to create revenue, I need to grow, I need to get to that next job, I need to finish this job quickly. But taking the time to build those policies and procedures, it's going to help them in the long run. It's going to help them be more successful. It's going to help them be more profitable. And that's the ultimate goal, I feel like, of, of your role is to see your clients succeed. It is. We want to make sure that our clients succeed because even though that employee that lost his life at that one client site, even though he wasn't a relative to me, but it hurt. I felt sad because, you know, it's like one person, unfortunately, went to work, said goodbye to his family in the morning, and unfortunately, they're not going home. And then, you know, when we went to the company, back to to you know, where he worked at, and, and people were sad because they knew him, they've known him for years. And it's like, Everybody was, you know, crying and, you know, we had to bring counselors in to help them, you know, anyone that needed to talk to a counselor, you know, we brought that in for them. But then that's when I turn, want to say, okay, well, Mr. Client, let's work together. What can we do to make sure that this is a safer place, making sure that this is a place that people will now want to come back to work? Because if someone lost their life, they're going to start questioning themselves. Do I want to go back to work there? Because if they don't feel safe, they're not going to go back. 
Absolutely. I've, I've experienced that in my past. I worked in the brewing and packaging industry for a while, and, and one of the locations I worked at did have a fatality, and I remember going through that whole process, and it was devastating. I mean, just you know, from the family standpoint of losing a loved one to losing a colleague that you worked with, um, and I've also seen my fair share of you know different cuts and slips, trips, and falls. I also worked for a seafood processor back in the day. And just maintaining that safety of that environment makes everybody feel more comfortable when they feel cared for right? It goes back to that sort of hierarchy of needs. I need to know that I'm coming to work to a safe environment so that I can go home and provide for my family and my friends and loved ones. And, and safety should be the number one thing that they're thinking about on their mind. You hit it right on top, right? Safety is important. We coach the employer how to do that, but we're also doing that on the BBSI side because we, want, we also want to let them know, hey, BBSI is here. We're, we're here to care for your employee as well, right? Because that shows a long way, right? This fatality that we had, I mean, the BP and I were at the hospital with the family the day that it happened. And then our HRC and, and our other person um, from the team was at the client site getting, you know, people ready for counseling. You know, just, hey, we're here to talk to you from BBSI where you're not here alone. The client felt that, you know, that was a good thing that he also liked. BBSI was here from the beginning all the way till the end because we were there with the employer. And then, of course, the family, they were happy that we were there. You know, even though they just lost someone, they thanked us. They said, hey, thank you very much for showing up. And you know what? We even went to the funeral. So that showed the family, too, that we were there for them, right? So it's, a, it's all about caring for that employee. I think your story, Joe, illustrates the reason that we named our podcast the Entrepreneurs. We know that a lot of entrepreneurs try to do everything themselves, and they feel like it's a right. lonely place to be, that there's no partnership, there's no counsel, there's no support. But listening to your stories, listening to the way that you worked with our companies and our clients really should be an example to set that there is support out there. There is help out there and you don't have to do everything on your own. You may have got into the business because you were passionate about one thing, but there's so many other nuances to running the business and supporting your teams that it is good to ask for help and it's good to find out what's out there. And, you know, a company like BBSI is, is a great option when you're thinking about risk and safety, HR support, all of those things. And I think that, you know, you just illustrate that very human side of the business to make sure that it's not just a machine and numbers, that we are all people and want to make sure that everybody is, is safe and happy and healthy at the end of the day. That is right. Joe, thanks for sharing all those fantastic best practices and tips with us today. Uh, for our business owners that are listening out there, if they're thinking about how to get started, what are three to five tips that you would recommend that they take right now that are actionable that they could go on with? Number one, I would recommend for them to review their injury notice prevention program. And you can always call us here at BBSI because our risk consultants, we're here to help you. We're going to help you review the program just to see how updated is it. Just recently, Cal OSHA updated their IIPP, the injury notice prevention program, making sure now that they would like to see that you as the employer are giving them a copy of the actual plan. The other thing too that we would also want to recommend is, that, is making sure that you're doing trainings, different types of trainings. You know, it could be fall protection, it could be uh, machine guarding, it could be how to even use it an exacto knife, right? When we talk about training, give us a call because maybe there's something that you're missing or maybe there's, you know, you need a specific type of training that we can help you with. The other thing too that you also want to look is, do you have a job safety hazard analysis report? And that is simply, it's a report that has three things. It's the job, the hazard, 
and how are we going to prevent an injury from happening in that position? The other thing, too, is just making sure that, hey, everybody has the proper certifications. You know, if forklift, that they have their forklift certifications, that they've been trained in the last three years. If it's fall protection, making sure that everybody knows how to use that fall protection, making sure that they're doing their inspections. That's the other thing, too, is when you do an inspection, it's always good to contact your BBSI risk consultant because when you bring in a second set of eyes, it's always good because you see everything running every day. But when you bring a second set of eyes in, we start looking at other hazards. We start seeing other potential injury because we'll see someone doing something that you think is normal, but in reality, it's something that's gonna hurt that person. If there's something that we want you to take away is, is making sure that you have your injury notice prevention program, making sure that you're doing your trainings, making sure that you have job safety analysis or job safety hazard reports, and making sure you have the proper certification. Everybody's been trained and certified in whatever um, type of work that they're doing. I think that's great. Those are very actionable steps, Joe. And I would also encourage folks to take a look at our blog at bbsi.com. Under our uh, business owner resources, we've got a number of downloadable forms, uh, procedures, best practices that you can just access by visiting the website. And it also reinforces a lot of what Joe spoke about today. And I hope that our business owners out there that are listening are starting to think about their safety policies and procedures. There's a lot of options out there to make sure that those plans are in place to send everybody to their families at the end of the day. To all our business owners out there, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're looking for more resources to support your business, visit our website at bbsi.com and subscribe to our monthly business owner newsletter, The BBSI Insider. We'd also love it if you'd subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss out on the latest insights from our BBSI business professionals.